0: Want to know the secret to healthcare disruption? It's you. It's you. Are you ready to join hosts Jerry Durham and Andrew Rothschild in breaking down the healthcare status quo and creating a customer focused experience? It starts with you. Time to
1: break it. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Healthcare Disruption Podcast. So, how are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing good, Jerry. Yeah. So Andrew and I had discussed in advance that we're going to keep this as a looking forward podcast and really what does healthcare and what does the world hold for all of us in 2017? And part of that is I kicked off and I don't know why I did it. Oh, I do know why. was because of Mr. Tim Ferriss and a podcast that I listened to him and asking the what if 2017 questions on Twitter and really got my brain working in the direction of asking these questions, asking new questions, asking the same question in a different manner and even something he calls asking absurd questions, which I believe was either um, he said was brought up to him by either Peter Thiel or by Peter. Dia Mendez, who is actually the founder of the uh, XPRIZE, and I started doing that, and that really got me going and thinking about where we need to move to in 2017. So here we are today, talk about 2017, and I thought a great way to kick this off Um, would be for Andrew, because I think Andrew has really been successful in moving things forward on this podcast, not just in his ideas, but in um, doing the periscopes after each episode and talking about how to bring it back to the clinic. And Andrew really, really took it a step saying, look, we're talking this high level stuff. Let's bring it back to earth and talk about what people can do Monday when they go into the office. And he started those periscopes. And I think those periscopes are really taken off uh, what has been your take on those andrew
0: well yeah it's it's something that I think I just kind of came up with randomly uh after the first, our first few episodes and you know in the beginning it only got a couple couple views ten twenty views here and now it's gotten uh, several hundred views over the past uh, few periscopes that i've done and I started doing them because, like you said, Joe, you're kind of t- looking at it from a very high level kind of view, and I'm looking at it as I'm a practitioner. You know, I, I'm not the, I'm not the one who knows this stuff. I'm the one who's really trying to learn this stuff and trying to apply it uh, in my clinic because I'm working 40 hours a week, treating patients, 40 hours plus, really, um, treating patients. And how how can I take this information and And uh, apply it right away and and trying to start pushing things forward just in my little uh, little home base. And I I figured that there was plenty of people out there of the same mindset. So I thought I would be able to talk about it, have some some of the thoughts that were spinning in my head after going back and listening to our our podcasts and seeing how can I take certain pieces and apply them and start to at least test them and see what's working uh, in, in, in our, in our clinic and different things are obviously going to work in different places, but there's going to be some unifying themes throughout. Um, so I thought I'd just start talking about them. And then, you know, in a way it was also a kick in the butt for me, if I'm going to talk about it, I need to make sure I, I walk if I'm a, you know, I'm going to walk the walk as well. So I need to take some of these things, test them and implement them and see how things change it.
1: So, We discussed a little bit in the past and I was listening today. So, you know, just as an example for the listeners out there so they understand when we did the welcome call. So we actually did a podcast that was just about where I went on a pretty good rant afterwards. (laughs) We thought it was going to be a short and sweet podcast, but we titled it the welcome call. And you know, Andrew said, well, we got to do this. And I said, yeah, it's, it's small, it's short, it's sweet. And as we got into the podcast, I really realized how big of a step this was in the patient experience in the customer lifecycle that i had created. So can you share a little bit about what you brought back to the clinic and even the effects you've seen today. What, what is it about four weeks later or five weeks later, Andrew?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think it was, you know, the day after we recorded it or the day after it came out, um, I had a meeting with, uh, the two women who work at our front desk, and the owner and the owner's wife, and and kind of presented that the whole concept to them and why I thought it was going to be a good idea. And you know, to their credit, they they really embraced it. And um, what I've seen in the past, though, with other people, is that sometimes they, they get, things get embraced and applied maybe for a short period of time, but it's very easy as it is with, you know, even physical therapists and normal physical therapy stuff, it's easy to fall back into old habits or old ruts. And so you see something that gets worked for a, a day or two or a week or two, and then it kind of slides back. But now, like I said, you know, four or five weeks later, I happened to overhear, um, uh, actually a, a woman who's new for, new for us at the front desk who came from another physical therapy clinic and is really, uh, rocking it. And I overheard her making that welcome call to a new patient that's, that's coming in later this week. And that was basically the first thing she said was, I was just calling to see if you had any questions before your appointment tomorrow with whoever it was. And it was just kind of like how you had talked about it, Jerry, and how we had talked about it at our little meeting. And so that was just great to hear because you know, we've been very busy the past several weeks and I haven't really gotten a chance to, to revisit and, and kind of check in and see how you know, things were going. And it's, that, that's been maintained and that goes credit to her uh, for the fact to, for buying in and hopefully maybe seeing a difference um, and maybe some of the responses she's getting uh, on the other end of the phone call. But I, I just think it's such a it was such an important step, even though it seems kind of small, sure. but sometimes it's those little details that make all the difference. Because um kind of like what, what you talked about when you were interviewing Mike Eisenhart, as soon as you get to Mike Eisenhart's clinic and as soon as you walk in the door, you know something's different about that place. And with our Be clinic quiet. being a private practice it's still going to be a little bit different, but it's not going to be as different to the scale that Mike's is, but doing little things like this welcome call can set the tone to the person on the other end that prospective patient. That is going to be a different kind of experience.
1: Yeah. So I think the big, you know, as we're looking forward to 2017, a huge take home as I'm hearing you talk about and for context, context, um, Andrew has seen my customer lifecycle and he is familiar, but not to the depth that we've spoken on the podcast. So, the take home for anybody listening for 2017, whether it's this podcast, whether you punch into Gary V every day and go, well, how the fuck does this apply to me? Whether you're reading a book like tools of Titans or any, any good book that's out there these days. And you're wondering, Hey, this is too much. I can't do this is take one small piece, find that small piece that you can start to incorporate in your day, every day in your clinic or personally. And you know, it, it's going to be hard to measure, but man, something as small as changing that conversation on that welcome call and Andrew knowing it's done consistently in that clinic, then you can start to look for some of those changes. Then then you can start to incorporate the next change. But let's face it, um, the journey of a thousand steps starts with the first step. And I think more times than not, I turned 50 this month, so... I get real uh, philosophical these days because, of course, in my brain, I'm going to be dead in about a month. Um, you know, the the first the hardest part of the journey is the first step. So find something you can take and start applying it today. Again, whether it's to your personal life or to your business practice, um, that's really a huge take home. And um, so Just, you know, uh, again, about how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And if you step back and look at that whole elephant and go, I can't eat that thing versus we're going to do it one bite at a time, then you will be successful. And that's that's what you got to take into to 2017. You got, you got any other thoughts on that, Andrew? No, I I think that's a great point. And that's, that was sort of the
0: initial feeling I had after I went to that first workshop with you uh, last year uh, in Chicago was that I wanted to take everything. I was like, Oh man, this is such good stuff. I want to take everything and apply it right away. And I kind of I think when I presented a bunch of stuff to the clinic owner, I think it was overwhelming for him because it was a lot of change, a lot of ideas that he liked. But I think he realized the big picture is that you can't do it all right away and be effective. Um, cause you, know, you get caught up in the moment and very excited and, and, and motivated and then realizing that, Hey, let, let's see what we can do. What's the simplest thing we can do. What's the first thing, easiest thing that's going to, you know, people who are set in certain patterns or things have been run a certain way. What, what can we implement? That's going to ruffle the least amount of feathers initially but can make a significant difference and then build it gradually from there, kind of test it, see how it works in your clinic with your, with your patients in your community, and then build it out from there. And it doesn't have to be each step in the order of the life cycle. But gradually,
1: you can kind of start putting the pieces together uh, and making your own life cycle. That's that's another great point. So you get presented with this big, whether it's a life cycle again or something else you're looking at, you get presented with this big model. And and I, I think whether the person tells you you have to start at the beginning, beginning or not, it's just that idea, the first step and. Again, I think you nailed it. Just start where you can and start building it out again, whether it's your routine, whether it's a business practice, no matter what it is, you know, it's just like going to the gym. Okay. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start January 1st and I'm going to spend two hours and I'm going to hit every body part. How about the, you know, I, I finally, about a year ago, I went back to the gym and I committed to 30 minutes each visit. And you know what? That I knew was attainable. And if I got into that routine, then I could build from there. So again, like the life cycle, just find that, find that step that you can create and do it. So let's take it back to our theme of what if 2017. So let's just say, and what I want you to take away from that is what if I approach every new thing I am excited about, read about, hear about, and I institute one part of that thing within, you know, within two or three days. And that's your what if question. What if I just do one thing from every new thing I hear this year? And, uh, I think that'd be a great takeaway for the, um, for 2017. So, um, what else you thinking, Andrew, what, what else for 2017? You, You got any good what ifs from the clinic or, uh, from your boy eric in the clinic <laughs> i still have yet to meet to this day and really have to meet well i think
0: uh a theme that i've heard a lot on other podcasts as well as social media this year was you know a lot about mindset and think people who are succeeding um even in the wake of other people being very pessimistic is having that you know a positive mindset that abundance mindset and i think um with a lot of the you know tragedies that happened in 2016, whether it's you know personal, people dying, political, whatever side of the fence you're on, um, it's easy to, to carry that through into next year. And even just keeping it in physical therapy, there's a lot of changes within physical therapy with Medicare, with EMR, with different codes, with changes in payment. I mean, if you really want to look at it, there can be a lot of things to be negative about. But I think the 2017 Mindset has got to be an abundance mindset because, on the other side of things, there's a lot of positive things to be excited about. And people like Mike Eisenhart talked about it, people like uh, Jeff Moore talked about it, people like Greg Todd talk about it all the time. That there's a lot of positive things in our profession, and we are in a position where right now the pendulum is starting to swing. So it may not seem that way, but if we start to look ahead, we are really in a great position in the healthcare community to have a significant impact on multiple fronts. I mean, we, we, you know, Jerry, you and I talked about, and with Richard Zao, just low back pain. I mean, just the impact we can have on just low back pain, let's not even, you know, and then my guys and I are talking about population health and employee, like for large employers, getting in with large employers and making a big difference from a cost savings standpoint to them. So there's a lot of different avenues uh, for people who want to have that right mindset, who want to take a little bit of risk, take a a little step outside the comfort zone. I think if you take a step back, it's just, you you know,
1: the positive really outweighs any of the negative stuff. I think you nailed it both on that. So, you know, what if I came at everything? What if in 2017, I came at every issue as an abundance issue instead of scarcity? And then you can think about it this way if you only looked at low back pain, my God, I mean, that's one thing. And instead of looking at low back pain as, as well, you know, these people come from the doctor, that's only 7% of everybody who arrives at the doctor. So instead say, what can I do to get this 93%? And then uh, another topic we hit is what can I do to get to the 100% who don't even go to the doctor? And the abundance mindset of that is there would be so many patients for everybody within physical therapy that we would probably need more physical therapists. So I love that point, Andrew, of what if I come at low back pain as the abundance issue? I stop looking at the 7% and I look at the 93%. What if I come at not just musculoskeletal conditions, but what if I come at, instead of physical therapy, what if I come at healthcare, what can I do? for healthcare. What if I tried to um, attack type two diabetes? What if I tried to attack heart disease? And think of the change you can make on that instead of saying, man, I can't believe those guys just opened up a new PT clinic five miles away from us. That's going to kill our business. And that is such a scarcity mindset. So what if I just looked at everything from the abundance mindset and uh, that is dead on and there's nowhere to go but up with that mindset? Yeah, uh,
0: as ironic as we are, our clinic is actually we're we're, we're having to we're actually going to be moving down the street uh, to a bigger space because we just need more space now. We're busy and we're running into each other at certain points of the day, and uh, it just happened to come up in a conversation with uh, Eric and I and our clinic owner that uh, in the lease there was no provision put in about like another help, you know, another PT couldn't. Uh, I think some places have done that in town where you another PT practice can't open up in a certain vicinity or certain uh, radius from that from a, another PT clinic if it's in a, if it's in a similarly owned um, complex and it was like, oh, yeah, we maybe yeah, that's an oversight, maybe we should have done that and and my thought was, and I was actually proud of myself for having that <laughs> thought because I think in the past I would have been more pessimistic, but I was like it doesn't matter if you have you to put it. that into your release that's already having a negative mindset is that you're yeah, afraid of somebody scarcity. coming
1: in, right? That's a scarcity
0: mindset, right? There, it it doesn't right? matter if another PT practice opens up right a, a floor above it does, That's not going to affect us because we're, we're doing things different. It's not, it's going to, that's only going to help us. In fact,
1: actually I think just the, the mindset of that, I think is just such an important one to have. Yeah, that's great. The, those are good examples. The, so what if I came at everything in 2017 with an abundance mindset, I love that and and I think, and you know we didn't come we didn't schedule this podcast to be a pat ourselves on the back, but man, you look at the interview with Mike Eisenhart and the interview with Richard Zhao. and if you took just those two podcasts and you listened to nothing else the rest of the year and just listened to those, and then took the abundance mindset and said, What can I do, and you searched out the people that could help you move forward in those, you will be. You will be you will be the most successful physical therapist in America. Either I would pick one of those approaches is even in 2017, I would say you can't do both. That's how much abundance there is out there. And it's almost like you have to pick, I'm going to go after low back pain, or I'm going to approach this thing that Mike's doing. Now, mind you, they're both going to meld together eventually. But for right now, we need starters. We need people going, yeah, we're going to do this because there aren't enough people doing it. And so I would highly recommend go after one of those. Mike's doing a lot of great stuff. Go to dot org, And then with Richard's out, you know, if you want to reach out to me or Richard, uh, I will be posting the slides from our PPS talk in a couple weeks on my website, which is jerrydurhampt.com, and all the information's there. So you know, you'll have to leave your email for me, but you, there there will be no cost to you. We're giving that stuff out. Nobody's sitting on this information. Mike Eisenhart is more than happy to share. Uh, more than happy to have you up to his clinic. Um, don't all show up there on the same day, but you know, you spend a half a day with Mike and you're going to realize the abundance of what we can do in this profession. So again, I think we did a great job of setting the stage for 2017 and I'm not even sure I knew at the time, I didn't know when I was driving up to Mike's place, what I was in for. And it just blew my mind, um, when I left. So, so no, definitely I- listen to either one of those. And you're, yeah, I got, you gotta I got to up there, Mr. Andrew.
0: Oh, I was about to say, I got on uh, a direct message, Mike, right after I listened to the episode and said, you know, it basically said, when can I come up? I want to set up a time early spring to to come up there. And he's like, well, come up anytime you want. So I, I was very excited about listening to that podcast and that, that's something I definitely am going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that leads to sort of another thing is that the uh, the, the expression is um, you're the you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with something like that. So if you hang out with four millionaires, then eventually you'll become, you will know, become they'll kind of basically essentially bring you up because of their behaviors, their attitudes, their mindsets, all that kind of thing. And I think that's um, that's an advantage. I think of social media especially twitter it can be a a downfall too but you can you can have such good access to very positive people very successful people doing good things and if you surround yourself with those images and um listening to podcasts or interacting with these people on social media you know it's very it's very easy to or much easier nowadays to have that sort of little tribe if you will of successful like-minded people whereas if you're stuck in your own clinic and half the clinic is has that scarcity mindset is very negative it's also very easy to get sucked into that type of uh way of thinking as well so really going out of your way to surround yourself with like-minded positive people people who are going to help uh you know motivate you and, and keep you sort of on track and also taking opportunities to go spend time, maybe if you're able to, with some of these people as well. Like I'm gonna go try to spend time with Mike for a few days. i because it's not gonna be
1: it's really not so inconvenient at all to drive up to New Jersey from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. I think that's another good point. I've got uh I was just on the Duck Legs podcast last week and it wasn't until I hung up the phone and reflected for about an hour over our conversation was I am just baffled day in and day out by the future of our profession. And it's just for what you mentioned, Andrew, they are seeking out these people. They're seeking out the mentors. They're looking for people that are smarter than them. They're looking for people to fill the gaps. They have so many questions. And I posted this immediately after the podcast. They have so many great questions. They have questions that I don't even ask myself at times. And, meaning they're they're just thinking and they're thinking about the future and they're coming from that abundance mindset and they know the current system and the current situation is not sustainable and they know, they just know the current system is not what it's going to be when they're out two three four five ten 10 years, and they're not willing to just settle into this system. So I love it. So let's take that to what if 2017 I found you know, two mentors, two people doing more than me, whether it's personal, whether it's business again, what if I found two people doing more than me in 2017, what could that do for me? So, you know, I, I think that's another third great, what if" question for 2017.
0: Yeah, I really like that one as well. And, and that's, you know, again, uh, social well, you media na- You're nowadays the one that brought it
1: up and yeah. they brought it up you better like it
0: social media just makes that so much more attainable nowadays too because people who are on there are so willing to engage and interact and and, and give up give up some of their time and share you know because it's something that they're passionate about and they see someone else who's also passionate about it and inquisitive and wanting to grow and you don't have to convince them to offer any kind of help or mentorship or advice because they're, they're very willing to do it. And so it's just, it's just a great opportunity to take advantage of for, you know, really, really, really little effort. Essentially.
1: I have never said no to anybody who's reached out to me on Twitter. I've had a conversation with every single person who's ever reached out. Um, and I think I've surprised them because right off the bat, it's like, Hey, yeah, let, let's have a conversation. I figure I've got something to learn. You know, I'm willing to, commit 15, 30 minutes, um, and most of them ask for the shorter time. And if they want to have another conversation, that's great. I just had a conversation on Christmas Eve with someone who had posted about a book and I reached out and said, I really wanna hear about it. And they said, I'll send you the cliff notes. I said, no, I wanna hear your take. We got on the phone for about 20 minutes on Christmas Eve and had a great conversation about their take on a patient experience book that they had read because I wanted to learn their takeaway and it was big. And um, so again, yeah, reaching out to people in 2017, reach out to at least two people Cause I guarantee you, you, you'll have more if you reached out, but in order for you to keep your focus, I think it's good to find two people doing what you want to do or what you aspire to do or what you believe you want to do and reach out to them and say, can we have a conversation and go from there? I mean,
0: thinking back over the past year, the fact that I've been able to have like essentially a personal interaction, you know, although over Twitter with Peter O'Sullivan, Kelly Starrett, uh, you know, Mark Laslett, you know, people like that. It's just astounding. Like 10 years ago, that was not possible, you know? So it's just, every time I go to a course or, t- or a teacher course, and I ask people who's on Twitter and the fact that people aren't is astounding to me this day and age. It's like, you, you don't know what you're missing out on. And the access that you get to people who are willing to donate time and resources is just amazing.
1: Yeah, those things, um, I, th- I think the the good of those are far better than the bad people say, I don't have time. Well, it doesn't matter. Just sign up and get on there when you can and check out the conversations going on. So yeah, I think that's great. Um, you know, we're, we're just at about 30 minutes and I want to keep this one short. I, I think we've got three great things. You know, one of the things I want to throw in is, you know, <clears throat> it's not really a what if, it's just a statement. And, and I truly believe this and this is someone who's been out for 25 years, I truly believe we are headed into the best time ever for our profession. And a big reason for it, and we can argue this out, for all I care, feel free to reach out to me afterwards. But we're headed into a time uh, that this huge change in healthcare, whether we appeal Obamacare or the ACA or whether it stays or anything, it's not going to change the sense of, of people have access to information and people are going to demand more because they know money is coming out of their pocket. And people are going to call physical therapy clinics and want to know what you have to offer them for the x amount of dollars they have to pay and what you what comes out of your mouth or your staff's mouth next will decide if your business grows or it doesn't and the fact that people will say what am I going to get for my money when I come see you is awesome and I've been waiting for this for 20 plus years so you need to be prepared to know what you can offer people and in, in whatever setting you're in it doesn't matter what setting you're in whether it's home health whether it's outpatient it doesn't matter i know there are people that end up in the hospital in acute care but there there's going to be a lot more demands on uh acute care also so these are great times to be a physical therapist and you've got to go into 17 thinking and sorry not thinking that you have got to go into 2007 believing that and that's really what i want to leave everybody here with is just knowing that 2017 is going to be a huge year for physical therapy what do you got andrew to take us home
0: no i think i think that's great i mean i think the fact of the the opioid epidemic and the rising cost of healthcare on the consumer uh people starting to become better maybe better uh consumers so to speak more cognizant of the value of what they're what they're getting for the money i think that all spells good things for our profession
1: yeah so just um know that now is the best time whether you've been out one year or whether you've been out 20 years now is the best time to phys- be a physical therapist and really leverage your knowledge and what you can give. And again, I'm just going to end it with let's just start asking different questions or or. You're allowed to ask the same question, but you have to present it differently. You have to come up with a different angle to come with that same question. So what if, what if, what if tomorrow I did the opposite of everything? And as crazy as that sounds, just step back. What if... Instead of opening my email first, I didn't open my email until 10 a.m. or 12 noon. So just think about those things. What if, what can I change? What small changes can I make to really push myself forward and my profession forward? What if, and the one that got the biggest play, man, that I posted, what if, what if we found out physical therapy's job was to keep people out of physical therapy clinics? And no one, no one wants to have that conversation. (laughs) But yet, if you step back and really think about it, that is our biggest value. So how can we leverage that? And yeah, how can we make money off of that? Because these are the things that are going to have to be answered in 2017.
0: Thanks for listening to Healthcare Disruption. disruption.
1: Powered by UpDog Media. Join in the conversation.
0: Tweet at UpDog Media at Jerry underscore Durham.
1: And at A. Rothschild. B.T. Dot com